Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 335. We're looking at Galatians 2, verses 1 through 10. Let's read our passage. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. I went up according to a revelation and presented to them the gospel I preach among the Gentiles but privately to those recognized as leaders. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. This matter arose because some false brothers had infiltrated our ranks to spy upon the freedom we have in Jesus Christ in order to enslave us. But we did not give up and submit to these people for even a moment so that the truth of the gospel would be preserved for you. Now, from those recognized as important, what they once were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. They added nothing to me. On the contrary, they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised. Since the one at work in Peter for an apostleship to the circumcised was also at work in me for the Gentiles. When James, Cephas, and John, those recognized as pillars, acknowledged the grace that had been given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to me and Barnabas, agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcised. They asked only that we would remember the poor, which I have made every effort to do. Well, Paul's letter to the Galatian church occurs after the first missionary journey, before the Jerusalem Council of Acts 15. And he's recounting his personal history. Not so much him personally, but the gospel and how the gospel has been brought to the Gentile world. Because that is the church in Galatia, the churches in the towns of Galatia. They are the Gentile world. And so Paul's recounting how the gospel has gotten to them. Also, equipping them to deal with those who are claiming that as Gentiles they must be circumcised to become Jews in order to become Christians. So let's pick it up in verse 1 of chapter 2 here. He says, Then after 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas taking Titus along also. Well, there's always challenges here. He says, After 14 years. Okay, 14 years from when? And how do you even count again? As we talked about before, when Paul talked about the three years in Arabia and Damascus, any portion of a year counts. So if you started in December of one year, went through the full following year, then ended in January, that would be three years, even though it was only 13 months. So this 14 years, counting inclusively, could have been basically 12 years, but from when? And is it the three years for Arabia, then 14 years, so is it after his last Jerusalem visit, or is it from his time of conversion? Well, it seems to fit best is he's talking about 14 years after his conversion, and that would uh, essentially make this trip to Jerusalem probably around the year 45, 46, or 47 A.D. 
And the, the challenge is trying to line it up with Acts. Which Jerusalem visit is this? Many people believe that this visit to Jerusalem is the visit that we see in Acts chapter 15 of the Jerusalem Council. When the letter was written to the Gentile churches saying that they did not have to be circumcised because that's the topic that Paul's dealing with here. I go with the, the minority who actually say, no, this visit he's talking about here is probably the same as the famine relief visit in Acts chapter 11. So in uh, Acts 11, starting in 27, it says, In those days some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send a relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this, sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. So there's a trip we see in Acts chapter 11, the, the famine relief trip that Barnabas and Paul took this gift to Jerusalem for the poor. I go along with those who say that's what Paul's talking about here, this trip. So verse 2, he says, I went up according to a revelation and presented to them the gospel I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those recognized as leaders. Okay, so he says that he went to Jerusalem according to a revelation. Some think, okay, this is the revelation from Agabus about the famine, and because of that, he went to Jerusalem. Paul never seems to operate based on somebody else's revelation, and there's been plenty of revelations directly to him. So I, I would go to those who say, no, Paul had a revelation himself to go to Jerusalem to talk to them about the gospel. Now, there was a revelation from Agabus, and they did take a monetary gift there, but it was probably a direct revelation to Paul that he needed to go to Jerusalem to talk about this. And says he went privately to those recognized as leaders. See, that would make it not fit with Acts 15, because that was a very public meeting in Acts 15. So he had his private meeting with the leaders of the church in Jerusalem. He goes on and says, I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running in vain. There's a lot of debate over what he actually means here. Some think that he uh, was looking for their approval, but I don't think he was. I think his concern is unity, because he says, I presented to them the gospel I preach among the Gentiles. Now, is that different from the gospel they are preaching? Actually, no, it's not. What's missing is that big issue, which crops up all through the book of Acts and is central portion here of the, the book of Galatians is the issue of circumcision. Do you have to become a Jew in order to become a Christian? And Paul is saying, no, you don't. And that's what they were saying in Antioch. And that was the whole reason for the Jerusalem Council of Acts 15 was that people had come to Antioch and saying, no, you must be circumcised, you must become a Jew in order to be a Christian. And so they had a delegation go to Jerusalem because of that. This is prior to that, and this is a private meeting. 
And so the gospel that he preaches to Gentiles is, is the pure gospel. You are saved by faith. Faith alone. You do not have to then be circumcised. You do not have to become a Jew. And this idea about running in vain, I think I go with those who, who say this is probably about the issue of unity. Because what's at stake here is the unity of the church that they could try to develop two gospels. And some say, okay, there's you got the, the gospel of Peter and the gospel of Paul, and it's the same gospel. The issue is, who's the gospel applicable to? Is it applicable to everyone or only to Jews? I think Paul's fear here is unity of the church, that we don't break apart the church into the Jewish church and the Gentile church. So he goes on in verse 3 and says, But not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. Well, Titus never mentioned in the book of Acts. And we know Titus is with Paul. We know Titus was a convert, a Gentile convert, to Christianity. In Paul's letter to Titus, in Titus 1.4, he calls him, My true son in our common faith best guess is that Paul actually led Titus to Christ and he's a Greek, a Gentile. And here he says he was not compelled to be circumcised. Now he explains why that's an issue. In verse 4 he says, This matter arose because some false brothers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus in order to enslave us. So there's people who have cropped up and have challenged this. They saw that was the problem in Antioch, and because of that led to the Council of Jerusalem. Paul calls them false brothers, that um, they're, they're not true believers, they're just troublemakers. And they're saying you can't be a Christian unless you first become a Jew. You must be circumcised. And Paul said we had to do it. It didn't require Titus to be circumcised. Some question is this why he's brought along Titus as a object lesson of, okay, look, here's a believer, a brother in Christ, who is not circumcised. Verse 5, but we did not give up and submit to these people for even a moment, so that the truth of the gospel would be preserved for you. So for you, he's talking to the Galatian church, so that he's standing firm with the gospel of faith, not a gospel of works. So he said, we didn't relent. We didn't require that Titus be circumcised. And then we're looking out for your interest, too, as Gentiles. Number six, he says, now from those recognized as important. He's talking about the leaders of the Jerusalem church. Then parenthetically, he says, what they once were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. Then he says, they added nothing to me. All right. So they added nothing to me. That just... That sounds weird, but what he means is they didn't add anything. I, I presented this gospel that I present to the, to the Gentiles, which is the pure gospel, that they don't have to be circumcised, and they didn't add anything to that. Basically, they accepted what I said. They didn't give me any kind of modifications to it. He said, this is the gospel I'm preaching to the Gentiles, and they basically said, that's good enough. Now he's all along maintaining his independence from the other apostles as he doesn't need their approval. He doesn't need their commentary on this, but he is going to them out of a desire for unity. 
And so he did go to them because they're in charge. He went to them because they're leaders in the church in Jerusalem, in Judea, and he wants unity. So they added nothing to me. That is, they didn't make any changes or demand any changes to what I'm doing. Verse 7, on the contrary, they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised. Since the one at work in Peter for an apostleship to the circumcised was also at work at me for the Gentiles. So what he's saying is they agreed that what I was doing was good. Verse 9, when James, Cephas, and John, those recognized as pillars, acknowledged the grace that had been given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to me and Barnabas, agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They asked only that we would remember the poor, which I had made every effort to do. So he mentions James, Peter, and John, those that are recognized as pillars of the church in Jerusalem, and what came out of this, he says, they gave me the right hand of fellowship. What came out of this was unity. So it seems that Paul's desire was he knew there was disunity. There's people from Jerusalem, people from Judea coming and claiming that no, Gentiles must become Jews. They must become circumcised in order to know Christ. And Paul's pushing back against that. And so this trip he makes to Jerusalem as part of the relief trip of Acts 11, he also speaks privately to the leaders of the church in Jerusalem and lays out his case to them, not looking for their approval, but telling them what he's doing and showing them even a test case. Titus, a Gentile believer, uncircumcised. And what comes out of this is unity, but also an agreement. And it's not a hard, fast rule of Paul can do nothing in Jerusalem, nothing in Judea. He can only speak to the uncircumcised Greek people and that the apostles will, will only stay in Jerusalem. But with an understanding, okay, you guys focus there, we will focus here. And so it's a kind of a division of labor, a gentleman's agreement, not a contract or anything or even a rule but just an understanding of where they're each going to focus their ministry efforts. And so what was cropping up as a potential problem with disunity, and it's not totally fixed here, what comes out of it is unity. Unity with Paul along with the leaders of the church in Jerusalem. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Galatians.